In a world where truth is suppressed, information is censored, and alternative ideas are silenced, one group refuses to be muzzled. Despite shadow bans on social media, low downloads, and crickets on Patreon, one group refuses to be a mainstream media puppet. Today, we honor the heroes of the cannabis airwaves. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the podcasters. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us and welcome back. We have another great show in store for you today. Rena Sherbill is here to talk about her show, The Cannabis Investing Podcast. Rena, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Well, I am so glad that you could join us today. I've listened to only a couple of your shows, but it's obvious that you legitimately know cannabis investing. How does somebody with an NYU degree in journalism... (laughs) Create one of the most listened to cannabis investing podcasts. Yeah, great question. It's something I ask myself, if not every day, then every other day, maybe. Honestly, I love cannabis before I loved investing. I was saying to you earlier that I've been at Seeking Alpha for 13 years, which is an online financial website that has branched into audio podcasts that is now branching into video content, a lot of exciting things. But really taught me, as I told you, a lot about investing and a lot about life. And so I just kept finding more and more things to be interested by until cannabis became something that you couldn't escape. And I live in Tel Aviv, and it's just a huge part of the city here and the innovation and a lot of the research and development is happening here. And there was a huge conference here, and I had been dabbling in a news podcast. And I was like, I got to cover this cannabis conference thinking just as a one-off and it clearly was not <laughs> a one-off. And a couple years later, over 100 episodes later, I, I, I am extremely thankful. I think my journalism degree gave me the ability to talk to people, the ability to bring context to things. Because I'm definitely coming at it much more from a context place than an investing place. I feel like my guests give me a lot of the investing side. And I've learned a tremendous amount by doing the podcast. So that's the long, short answer, I suppose. (laughs) Well, you can tell during your interviews that you do have a journalist background because you have a way of taking these really, really complex, way beyond my pay scale and explaining them to a guy like me. And so your guest, yeah, right, your guest can talk about the complex stuff and then you break it down for the listeners, which really makes it easier and and enjoyable. Like I said, I really can see your journalistic background coming through in your interviews. Well, thank you. I have to say that is like the best feedback I could ever ask for. That is exactly what I aim to be doing. So that is a thrill to hear. Thank you. And it's the truth. And you know, I, I know from reading in your show notes that the goal of your show is to provide actionable insight and context to help investors better understand the industry and identify opportunities. Give our listeners some examples of how you do this. Yeah, great question. First of all, I think that that's our main goal. And I would say like a sub goal of that, you were saying that you're not a veteran by any means, you're a novice to the investing world, and don't have much experience in it, if at all. And I want to talk to people just like you with a lack of 
experience or if it's confidence or if it's they just didn't grow up with the background of investing as much as I'm talking to somebody that understands the industry pretty well and is wondering what's going on with all these companies to the person who keeps hearing about these cannabis stocks and is wondering which stock to buy. So how do I do that? I feel like we do that in a few different ways. Number one, I feel like by having a breadth of guests on. So from CEOs of publicly traded companies to investors, to analysts, to scientists. So really trying to get a broad scope of what we're even talking about in general. And then I think by the questions that we ask them, obviously an analyst or an investor is going to give you a different answer about which stocks look good than the CEO of a company. But I think even from a CEO of a company, you get a lot of insight into the company themselves. And that I think gives you context for understanding the broader sector. So both with my questions, both with some of my commentary, I try to bring it. I think the guests a lot of time, like in the beginning of September, we're having Tim Seymour from CNBC on and he breaks down a lot of questions that people have about cannabis investing. And I am like absolutely thrilled to be providing a platform to A, people that are on Seeking Alpha that wouldn't know about the cannabis industry, to people that know about the cannabis industry because it's coming from Seeking Alpha, to people that only know about the cannabis industry and are like, wait, maybe I can actually make some money off of this (laughs) instead of just spending a lot of my money out of this. Yeah, well, we have a clip from an episode which I think really illustrates this. And the title of the episode is Masterclass in Cannabis Investing Part 1, which I'm assuming there's part two and part three. Can you tell us a little bit about, yeah, tell us a little bit about the Masterclass and what we're about to hear. Yeah, so it happened organically. I I had on James Baker and Julian Lin, two really like top-notch analysts that write on Seeking Alpha. And I would just read a lot of their articles and James especially focuses, now Julian focuses almost solely on the cannabis space. At the time, James did as well. And I just felt like their analysis was very cogent. And so I decided to bring them on together because they're also coming at it from different periods in their lives, in their experience. James is more seasoned, Julian is newer in their approach to investing, in their thought process on how they see the sector a little bit. And that certainly develops as the sector has waxed and waned over these past few months and as we went to episode two and episode three of the masterclass. But as I said to you earlier, like in the middle of that class, I was like, this is the masterclass in cannabis investing. And indeed, because I get to write the headline, I wrote that headline. (laughs) But I feel based on the feedback we've gotten, a lot of people would agree. And I just feel like if There's a lot of great stuff. And as you and I discuss, James is a character. Julian is a great straight man. I mean that in the sense of the comedy. And I feel like they just really bring a lot of great angles to a really uh, colorful and and robust discussion. Well, let's play it. And then we'll talk about it a little bit afterwards. Awesome. And I'm I'm concerned about that. I'm I'm concerned that uh, some of these people really believe that they have more cash than they need. And that is a dangerous thought. I've never met anyone that had too much cash. But I I haven't seen one statement in the cannabis space that has even suggested to me that they have enough cash. They're all cash poor. (laughs) He's great. He is great. He's a keeper. That's for sure. That's a colorful lesson. You can't say that it's not. Oh, for sure. I, I found yeah. myself getting sucked in on that interview as we were preparing the clips. I'm listening. I'm like, you got to get this clip finished. But he's so <laughs> right. 
He's so engaging. And like I said before, you bring it back so it's understandable. I mean, he got a little bit deep for me a couple times, but you brought it back where I could... <laughs> okay, that's what he said. But uh, yeah, I think that's really helpful. And plus, now you have part two and part three available. Is that right? That is right. And I will say that clip was recorded in September of 2020. And I think it stands on its own as an episode. But I will say to that point, and I, I probably Julian said it in this episode, maybe... But to the point that nobody has cash, there clearly are some companies that do just for edification purposes. There's definitely a few companies that have a nice amount of cash. It's funny that you said that because I was going to ask that as a question. You have a couple disclaimers in your show, which I guess for aspiring podcasters, you have to keep that in the back of your mind that especially if you're on the in the investing side, they see you don't want, I'm assuming you don't want to make any recommendations. Is that why you put some of your disclaimers in there? Well, I just, transparency is key. I definitely have made mistakes. I mean, everything comes with a caveat. Everything comes with a disclaimer. I hope my listeners know that and nobody's too mad at me. I also am in fruitful conversations with many listeners who are like, have lost a lot more money on a bad investment than I have because they've invested a lot more money than I have. So I, I try not to fault myself too much because it's a learning process and I'm fallible just like really everybody is. Even Warren Buffett's fallible. The important thing is to be transparent and to not sell anybody anything I wouldn't buy myself. Any mistake that I've maybe caused for somebody else, even with a caveat, I've done for myself. So I think transparency is key. I, I do have personal investments in some of these stocks, but I'm not getting money for these interviews. I'm not like trying to short sell or cheat anybody out of anything. I hope our listeners know that. Yeah, well, it's really important in what you do to maintain that credibility within your audience, because you do talk about some opportunities and people want to make sure that you're sincere. Before we wrap up, I always like to share a little bit of podcasting advice just for our aspiring podcasters. I'd like to talk about rate and reviews. We all hear you need to rate and review and supposedly it helps with the search engine algorithms, but it's hard to get people to write reviews. But as far as cannabis podcasts go, you've done quite well. Do you, do you have any secrets that you can share with other podcasters? Great question. It's funny. I know Kevin Carrillo came on here from Cannabinoid Connect was on your show. And I was on his show recently talking about like podcast tips. I will say for rate and review, I, I will say I think it goes into something I've tried to do in general. And I think it goes into to how I kind of like leave the notes or leave the request for leaving it. And I don't know if this is true or not. But I feel like a really big thing that I wanted to do was to really build a community of people that like really wanted to learn and grow and know more and empower themselves about investing in the cannabis space. And I think specifically, it seems to me that a lot of our audience, at least the ones that I'm in touch with, have a real relationship with cannabis predating the investing and I think also have a relationship with investing. And so they want to marry those two. So I say that because I feel like I want everybody to feel like we're in something. I really feel that way. When I write on Twitter, when people write me emails, even when honestly, I'm recording the intro by myself in a room, I really feel like I'm talking to people and as maybe trite and as cheesy as that sounds, I really do feel that. And so I feel like that maybe comes across in some way and people feel like inspired to want to give me a high five. And I think the other thing is I've been very grateful to be on a platform like Seeking Alpha, which really enables me to get a lot of truly amazing guests that if I was 
Rena Sherbel with a microphone, I probably wouldn't be getting as easily, certainly. And I think that engenders a lot of goodwill that I'm bringing some of these people to the airwaves. You keep doing what you're doing because there's a lot of people that appreciate it. And if people want to listen to the Cannabis Investing Podcast, there's a new episode every week on all major podcast sites, including PodConnects. You can also apply to be a guest on PodConnects. And the next time somebody asks me for a cannabis stock tip, I'm just going to tell them, listen to the Cannabis Investing Podcast. Rena, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you, Dan. Can I ask you a question? Can we end with that? Can I ask you what your tips would be for podcast hosting since you run a pretty fabulous one yourself? I think you got to commit. I think that's the biggest thing. You got to commit. You can't steal second with one foot on first. And I've had so many people say to me, oh, I want to start a podcast. I'm like, all right, let's do it. What, what, but, but, but. And I'm like, there's no buts. You just do it. And then you figure it out. And that's, I think my number one tip for people is just do it. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.